Hello once again everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course a thanks to those who help us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcasting platform you choose to listen. Thanks to our friends at Smoke and Jays, Smoke and Jays Barbecue. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Smokin, no G, underscore J-A-Y-S-B-B-Q. And a little news on Smoke and Jays Barbecue. They are essentially ready to rock as of October 23rd. So, uh, grub- they had a cold open. They, they had, had a cold, a cold open. open. Yep. And uh, they will be officially open and on Grubhub starting October 23rd. That is from the man Brock himself there at Smoke I got and Jays. A, I got a little breaking news on Smoke and Jays. I was so hungry at Toy Ohio. Uh-huh. I had to break down and have some of their food. <laughs> it's a little exotic for my taste. So I just went with the mac and cheese. That was the, uh, that was the only option that could fit my uh, picky needs. And it was pretty good. It wasn't shaped like a cartoon character like I usually like my mac and cheese, but mm-hmm. you know they didn't. They didn't have like a pulled chicken or something that you didn't have to put sauce on. I wouldn't have touched that. I, I don't trust. It. I always tr- when I see things <laughs> like that, I always assume there's some sort of sauce on it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fair. Uh, you know, thanks to uh, what other sponsors we have. I don't know. Hey, thanks to thanks to Smart Mark Video and IWTV. The merger between the two, it's never been easier to watch AIW. You can purchase DVDs or MP4s through smartmarkvideo.com. Every single thing that is in the AIW archive that's been recorded is available at smartmarkvideo.com for purchase. Uh, or if I'm still daring somebody, I'm daring somebody to buy the entire the box set, the entire set, <laughs> the entire set for Christmas this year or Hanukkah. Kwanzaa, whatever it is you celebrate. Festivus. Somebody deserves that box set. Yeah. Somebody's got to be worthy of it in life. And, uh, you know, IWTV, go to independentwrestling.tv. Use the code ABSOLUTE so they know that we sent you there. And you can stream not only AIW, but so many other independent wrestling promotions as well. And there are countless hours of pro wrestling to watch there, as well as some other fun shows on it and uh you know with that we, we kind of roll into this week's episode uh as always aiw owner john thorne is here uh on this week's episode we're joined by the bone collector dominic Garini. uh and my name is steve guy your moderator of sorts and uh you know before we fully kick things off uh it's time for the shout out segment guys Shouting out. Shouting huh? them out. Shouting them out. First of all, big shout out to uh, the whole Toy Hio crew. Uh, I know we'll get into it, but always, I mean, just got to give the shout out to an awesome event there. Shout out to Danhausen. Uh, made some bank this weekend, from what I understand. Richhausen. Oh, yeah, you weren't there. I saw it live and in person, pal. Yeah. You saw the uh, Scrooge McDuck sacks of money that he had? Uh, I took a video of the line and I put it on the AW Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. And it didn't, like, there were so many people, like, in that area, you know, like, my cell phone was not uploading. Mm-hmm. So it didn't upload until well after the fact <laughs> that the line was over. But, man, did he have a gigantic line. I mean, uh, it wraps, they had, like, uh, they had, like, traffic cones. Wow. To, like, <laughs> to, to section off where people were in line for Dan House. And it was, it was pretty impressive, you know, I, I must say. Uh, but shout out to uh, Rick, uh, 
you know, he runs Toy Hio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been, uh, you know, hooking us up. Uh, a, a mutual kind of uh, beneficial relationship developed uh, out of tragedy when uh, Tom Troll passed away. Uh, Rick and I started talking because uh, Tom Troll was the co-founder of Toy Hio, and uh, Rick wanted to figure out a way to involve more wrestling uh, aspects of things into the future shows as he was going to continue on. And, you know, it's kind of like a similar situation where, you know, after Biggins passed away, I was kind of, you know, figuring out a way to continue on AIW and his legacy. And uh, Rick is doing the same with Tom Troll and Toy Hio. Um, so, you know, I've been kind of helping coordinate certain things and, you know, putting him in contact with people. Um, and, uh, yeah, things are... Things are, are, are going pretty well at Toy Hio. I'm, I'm happy to see the show continue to be a success and, and grow. And, uh, you know, uh, the little bit of, you know, the wrestling attraction seem to really be helping uh, put put Toy Hio more on the map than it already was. Uh, and I will say I, got, I have to find the exact the exact information here um, because uh, it's it's pretty crazy what they have coming up. In uh, just a few weeks, if I, I was on, I was obviously unprepared, but uh, <laughs> well, here we go. So on uh, Friday, November 5th mm-hmm. at Time Capsule Toys, which is uh, Rick's shop, who, you know, that is like pretty much the shop that puts on Toy Hio. Uh, Friday, November 5th at Time Capsule Toys. Uh, Mick Foley will be appearing at their store wow. uh, located at 52 West Liberty Street in Girard, Ohio. He'll be appearing Friday, November 5th from 6 to 9 p.m. That's a big deal right there. Which, <laughs> like, crazy story. He told me that uh, Mick Foley just called the shop and uh, said uh, he, he he looked at his caller ID and it said Mick Foley is calling. And he was like, oh, that's weird. This guy has the same na- name as Mick Foley. And... Uh, <laughs> He was talking to him, and it was really Mick Foley. And he said, hey, I'm looking for a place to uh, do a meet and greet in between, you know, my comedy gigs, you know, in between Pittsburgh and Indiana. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know how he found Time Capsule Toys, but well, shout out to uh, shout out to Mick Foley, who uh, you will be opening for here coming up here in a few weeks as well. I will. That's, uh, good, that's called the good transition there, That's Steve. November 7th uh, at Hilarities, Pickwick and Frolic in downtown Cleveland. I uh, got to work with Mick previously a couple of years ago. I'm going to get to do it again. Looking forward to that. So grab your tickets there. And uh, speaking of wrestlers in comedy, shout out to my guy, Nick Nemeth, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler, headlining the Cleveland Comedy Festival at uh, the Odeon. So all you wrestling fans who love uh watching AIW at the Odeon and are always there asking me when am I doing comedy and all sorts of things about comedy. Uh, November 10th to the 13th at the Odeon we're running the Cleveland Comedy Festival and there's actually a smaller secondary room that the guys at the Odeon are going to start running and will be the first thing really that happens in that space. So we'll have shows on the big stage and they'll also have shows uh, every day during that time frame uh, on a smaller stage as well, so there'll be plenty to see. But all the tickets are on sale if you go to ClevelandComedyFestival.com, including November 13th. Uh, with is there a meet-and-greet? There will be a meet-and-greet. It is a $40 meet-and-greet uh, day of the show. You pay there. 
Um, and then if you don't want to participate in the meet and greet, we're going to have it set up so that uh, you can still, he's going to have all sorts of specialized merchandise available. And um, you'll be able to still get some of that merch if your thought is you'd rather spend the money. Or What's the info on the Mick show? I don't have any of that. I, I talked to I talked to Mick. He was supposed to send me some stuff, and he never did. <laughs> I, I just know it's you, November 7th. It's November 7th at Hilarities. If you go to hilarities.com, uh, you could get the tickets there. Uh, I want to say it's a 7 p.m. showtime. Um, I can look that up real quick. But uh, yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, I mean, we got some. We got a couple weeks, right? We got a couple weeks. Yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to our guy Lee Moriarty who finally got that Lee Moriarty is all elite graphic this past. That's big time when it happens. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So it's kind of breaking news though on that Odeon thing because they've been talking to me about that for a while. About uh, yeah, you know, they were going to expand uh, pretty much uh, for everyone that attends at the Odeon. You know where. The merchandise is typically against that back wall. There is a garage door right there, and there's an additional space located beyond that garage door that they've been working on to open as, you know, like a smaller show space. <coughs> they were talking about doing comedy, maybe some smaller uh, music stuff in there as well, DJ stuff. And it has been presented, uh, no official details about making it an after party location. So everything stays under one roof, but uh, that is to be determined. Oh, well, there you, yeah, yeah. The um, work is underway right now in that space. I've been in there to see what's going on, and uh, there's carpeting torn up, and uh, there'll be some paint and stuff getting done. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty cool. They're gonna do some some really cool things in there. Um, you know, there there will be a. Mick Foley meet and greet as well, it looks like. But I don't see the exact price on what his meet and greet is going to be. Um, but yeah, so that'll be really exciting there at the Odeon. Uh, what do you say? Shout out to former absolute champion PB Smooth. Celebrated a birthday recently. So we'll give him that give him that shout out there. And, uh, and a big shout out coming here right now to... Patty Wilson, our very own Patty. I don't know if you guys knew this, but recently, Patty Wilson inducted to the Lakeland Alumni Hall of Fame. Whoa, big, that's big time! That is a that's that's a big deal. Congrats, Patty! Yeah. So, does everyone know who Patty is? Do we did we say Patty? Who Patty, Patty is? for those who don't know, uh, if you listen to the show all the time, you should know. But uh, uh, Patty is the mother of Chandler Biggins. And uh, she's there at every single show, along with Jeremy, making sure that everybody is taken care of. Guys get hurt or injured, bloodied, whatever the case may be. They are right there uh, to look out for all of us. And um, so her, as a director of emergency services, her job, she Lakeland Alumni Hall of Fame. It's pretty cool. Jeremy sent me that information. I was like, man, that's awesome. I saw Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy. I saw him at Toy Hio on Saturday. He was bopping around in there. Came to meet Jazz. Jazz was also in the house at, uh, at Toy Hio. Oh, that's pretty cool. For a few hours. Dom Greeny, you got any shout outs? You get to hang out on the shout out segment. Uh, shout out to the two AIW, the two sets of AIW fans that recognized me at the Hartville Flea Market sports card show that I set up at on Saturday. Uh, 
They were very kind, and they you know had great things to say about AIW, including uh, the Want for More Akron shows. So they are very excited at that possibility. It's funny because there was an AIW uh, fan at Toy Hio, and um, he was asking, you know, am I rolling solo today? And I said, yeah, Dom is uh, doing another thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw him in the, the Hartville Flea Market a couple weeks ago. So you're uh, heavily recognized out there moving your moving your sports cards on uh, Saturday afternoons. Yeah, it's it's been my uh, it's been my side hustle since the wrestling stuff with my injury. It's uh, it's kept my time really consumed and lets me you know, travel, which I love to do. So it's cool. Tom Greeny he, he's has informed me that uh, the sports cards are hot right now. They are. Uh, that was a conversation we had before the Akron show. You and uh, old Ronald Two Legs talking about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know what I? You know what I found that I'm gonna put up for sale in the uh, in the Discord. I found the uh, John Thorne first grade soccer sports card. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that up. I'm gonna put that up for sale in the uh, in the Discord one of these days. That's gonna be a hot item. That is the official John Thorne rookie card. Wow! <laughs> Gotta get that graded. <laughs> yeah, send it out. Send it out. Check those check those margins. It's it's got to be a PSA at least eight. <laughs> Took it right from my grandma's house the other day. I said, I'm going to sell this. <laughs> what if she, she's going to end up looking for that? Wondering where her uh, John Thorne rookie card is. And nah, she is. Prize, no prize possession, dude. No. It was like in a box we were going no, but, through. But whoever buys that card might end up on some sort of uh, government registry list. Oh, man. Hey, it's a hot, it's a, probably a 101. <laughs> it's got to be. Uh, any other any shout-outs from you, John Thorne? Oh, man. Uh let me see here. Uh, shout outs. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a uh, shout out to U- Universal Halloween Horror Nights. Had All a good right. time down there. Oh, there you uh, go. Shouting out a uh, an event rather than a person. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, lots of people wanted to talk about that uh, at Toy Hio and various other places since i returned uh and uh just shout out to everybody that was at toy Hio. honestly i mean i got to talk to a ton of people for extended amounts of time um <coughs> shout out to dustin alberti for being the official driver of Danhausen on saturday um he had a bunch of uh you know he had a show friday so he had to travel into cleveland and needed a ride and uh dustin took care of him on Saturday, got him to Toyo on time, and uh, yeah, you know that's and and Dustin also you know came out and helped uh, run run the table a little bit for me and uh, one not not really a shout out but an announcement that uh, this Saturday uh, AW will be at the Great Lakes Geek Fest uh, selling merchandise and. We are going to uh, try for only the second time ever an official AIW convention panel, uh, which happened at uh, Cinema Wasteland a couple years yeah. ago, uh, which was really just w- drinking and watching AIW stuff. <laughs> and, the, and the Duke uh, getting uh, appliance deliveries. Uh, Dominic and I uh, will be, at the very least, uh, heading up a, a panel. Uh, to talk uh, independent wrestling, AIW specifically, uh, the wrestling school. And uh, we really have no idea what we're going to do. We're just going to wing it. Uh, probably free form, come on out, 
Q&A, whatever. It's only five bucks. Uh, this Saturday, our panel, I believe, is at 1 p.m. Yes, yes. I talked with Melanie today from the Great Lakes Geek Fest. So come on out. Is that the same uh, the same people that did the show in Jefferson? That, yeah, it's the same group that uh, put on Great Lakes Russell Fest. This is their bread and butter event, the Great Lakes Geek Fest. Um, and, you know, they want to continue on their relationship with AIW. It's They want to make an AIW event in Ashtabula a yearly thing, it sounds like. Um, so, you know, they want us to come out and, uh, you know, be a part of their big uh, usual large event, their bread and butter event, and, uh, you know, continue to kind of grow that relationship this weekend. So no actual wrestling, but, uh, we are going to, myself will be there. Dominic will be there. Uh, some of the other AIW talents will be there selling merchandise on Saturday and, uh, we're going to do the panel and uh, it should be a good time. There you go. Uh, since we are on a podcast, um, I'm going to give a final shout out here. Shout out to the broski to, uh, Matt Cardona for just continuously talking about AIW uh, on their podcast. That's, you know, that really helps us tremendously. Of course, it it gains more attention, eyes and ears to us. So uh, that's a pretty cool thing. And, uh, you know, we appreciate that. So shout out to the broski there. It's funny. I just looked at at my phone and he just texted me. Oh, really? (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) Well, there you go. Uh with that, we roll over, and uh, we we reached out to our Discord folks. Uh, if you want to be a part of the AIW Discord, all sorts of different chatter going on there constantly. Uh, the only way to get into the room is to sign up for the AIW Patreon. So, patreon.com slash AIWrestling. Go there, sign up, get in the Discord, have fun with it. But uh, we did ask them for some questions there. And that's that's probably largely what we're going to probably talk about today, I would imagine, is we're still a month out, over a month out, from AIW's Hell on Earth uh, happening at uh, Four Sports in Lakewood on Black Lakewood, East Lake on Black Friday. And we are looking forward to that. Psycho Clown making his debut. Uh, people pumped about the Psycho Clown, man. Uh, I will say, you know, I said it, we took last week off, but I said it two weeks ago. Tickets are selling at a very rapid rate for this show. Um, they're, so it's not going to be like Akron. We're doing three rows and everything else is standing room. Um, so, you know, I know some people buy GA and they try to, you know, sneak into a seat or anything like that. This place has no additional seating. <laughs> So we are renting three rows of chairs and, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens as far as standing room. And, um, there are a lot of tickets sold already <coughs> in the G in the general admission, uh, tier. Uh, we have, and you know, we have about, I think 20 seats left in the second and the third row. Some fans have been hitting me up like, Hey, how come front row isn't for sale? They didn't realize that it had already sold out. There you go. Well, the other yeah, yeah and, go ahead, Don. And if you remember, guys, if you have a group of people you want to sit with, work together and buy the tickets together, um, under one name, as the assigned seating is going to continue. Yep, perfect, perfect mention there, Dom. And uh, aside from Psycho Clown, we also announced PCO making his AIW return. 
on Black Friday. And I know the shout-out segment's over, but uh, shout-out to the doctor, Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, John Thorne, you asked who should face PCO. <laughs> and she said... Yeah, she said it should be Kaplan or she's blocking the account. So <laughs> I will, I'll take that under, uh, under consideration, Doc. <laughs> Hope, hopefully she takes my, my catchphrase under consideration for the AEW show that was announced today in Duluth, Georgia. I said she should say, I'll fix your tooth in Duluth. I don't know if she's going to go with that, though. <laughs> I think that's a good T-shirt. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, Those are selling Duluth, baby. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, listen, A-Rose, as we talk about the Discord, uh, my man A-Rose there in the Discord, uh, really excited about Nick Nemeth coming to Cleveland, but uh, I know that there is a pay-per-view that same night, so I don't want to hear it if you don't show it up to this comedy show, A-Rose. Just throwing it out there right now. You can watch a pay-per-view later, dude. That's they do replays. It's all right. I will say though, you know that it, I know this kind of goes against your event, but it is interesting to see fans treating wrestling like it is can't miss again. Mm-hmm. You know sure. what I mean? Like uh, I found that very very interesting. You know, like especially now that you know we're not out of the, the pandemic but we are kind of in the point of you know no turning back of the pandemic i feel so you know like it's one thing to treat you know like for example you know I, i've told dom and dom thinks this is hilarious i would just buy random ufc pay-per-views all throughout covid because i had nothing to do you know what i mean like i didn't fucking know who was what was what but it was live you know and it was just something something to do on a saturday yeah uh, now that we're kind of on the other side of that and people are back to, you know, getting back out into the world and doing things, uh, it is interesting to see, like, people that are like, oh, I can't, uh, I'd love to do that, but AEW has a pay-per-view that day. You know, like, when is the last time that you think wrestling fans acted like that? Like, maybe for WrestleMania, maybe? Sure. You know, like, I I don't know, I just, I just... I found it interesting. I think, you know, my opinion, I think the Nick Nemeth uh, comedy show will do just fine But uh, in, in this market. But I just found it interesting that, you know, we sent it out uh, from the AIW accounts. And, you know, a lot of you are like, man, that's the same day. Right. It's full gear. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll be okay. We've got, uh, you know, and here's the thing. Uh, you're going to want to kind of jump on tickets for that, too, because... Uh, most people realize that the Nemeth boys are from Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, having done shows with them in the past, a lot of friends and family come out, uh, especially the show at the Improv a few years ago. Uh, it was packed. I would say half the crowd was there because they were WWE fans. They wanted to see him do comedy. And half of that crowd, you know, like 150, 200 people, were people that they grew up with and knew throughout life or their friends, their parents, friends, their family. So uh, if, if you're just a fan, don't, don't sleep on getting those tickets. I'll say that. But uh, let's roll into some of these questions here. Uh, an interesting one, actually, from our very own Tom. Oh, hold on. Before that, yeah. before that, yeah. before that, hold on. Uh-huh. Dominic Carini, you got something? You got something happening this week? I do, I do. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give what? What's his name? Some uh, free blood ski on my airtime. Eric from Time Bomb. Yeah, that's um, his name. He was almost. He, he was almost booked to the gathering with Juggalos as a dude, bo- he was, Bigfoot. 
dude, he wanted to do the gathering so badly when I told him about it. Um, but yeah, so Thursday, um, I believe it'll be 9 p.m. this time. But uh, Time Bomb is going to be presenting Violence Forever. It's going to be me versus uh, Minoru Suzuki. Um, as of right now, this who'd is he ever only... beat? <laughs> uh, I think he beat Ken Shamrock at least in like uh, Pancrase, so that's cool. But um, it's going to be my only match for the foreseeable future, as kind of like it was one of those can't miss opportunities. Do you want to? That... Now let's let's go. Do you want to get into what's been going on? Because I mean, I, it's been very vague. Yeah, I don't know how much you want to reveal. We've, we've danced yeah, around no. it. I'm okay with that. Um, so <clears throat> I've just had some issues with back and neck stuff. It's led to some neurological testing. I'm still waiting on some results for that stuff. So like I said, it's, it's going to be more of like specialist visits and things. But essentially one of the big things is it's just been really hard to get in and seeing a neurologist and a specialist for everything. Um, so it's everything's on delay. And hopefully here soon I'll have some answers on to what I can and can't do. There you go. Yeah, and uh, you know, that's listen, we don't want to we don't want to prematurely uh speculate or say, you know, what they think it could be or couldn't be because, you know, there's there's a lot of different results that are outstanding. Uh and that is why, you know, you've you, you've stepped away from, you know, active competition. I know it's been a pretty difficult time for you. Uh, I don't know. Tell what, that tell that laptop that Dom wasn't being an active competitor. <laughs> you know, what, I was I was I was thinking about that today as I was getting ready to do this, and I was like, "Man, my old laptop sucked." So I was happy I didn't break this one out of the anger of uh, the Alexane music not playing. <laughs> I mean, you know what? You know, obviously, you know, I, I talked privately uh, when <laughs> things started to happen. Um, and, you know, you, you finally were seeking that, you know, appointments and, you know, looking into it. And, you know, I know what the initial, you know, speculation was. Uh, what has that been like for you to deal with? You know, uh, let, let's go back to that yeah. to that time, you know, not right now. No, yeah, it's it, it's been difficult because, you know, one of the things is that, like I'm a tough guy, so like the idea is gut through everything, gut through everything, gut through everything. But there was a point at which I think you and I had talked where I was like, something's wrong here, and I need to get it looked at. Um, and like I've never been a big doctor guy my whole life. And one of the things that this has done is honestly, this is a true story. I've wrestled the first four years of my career without health insurance. Um, I do not recommend you, that. You and probably everybody. Yeah, so if that's one thing I can tell everybody is go and get health insurance if you're like, an independent wrestler. Uh, it's very easy to apply on the on the marketplace. Chances are your job doesn't provide it for you, and you don't make enough money to where you're not going to get some sort of subsidiary uh, like discount. Um, because I've had to have like three MRIs throughout this whole process, which without insurance, those things are oh, yeah. like four thousand. They're like four thousand dollars. Um, so. But back to the back to the point at hand. Yeah, I mean it was hard because not only is it like something's wrong with my body. It's then well, I have all these bookings coming up, and I've got a lot of steam right now. Like coming off of the two AEW return shows where I had the matches with Lee and Eddie, you know, 
I was probably at like my peak in ring that I've been for like the last five years. And let's um, and you know we can pull the curtain back a little bit. Uh, you found this stuff out like the day before you're supposed to do the Eric Taylor match, which yeah. leads me to you know on a whim book a Tom Waller a thousand dollar plus flight on six yeah. hours notice. Yeah. So like we like. I done the initial MRI. We were getting the results back where they were like, "Hey, you probably shouldn't do anything." Like the morning of, I think that show. So it was it was big, um, and it was awesome that you were so willing uh, to you know bring Tom in for that moment uh, to kind of save the match because you were you know concerned about my health, and you also know that like I'm a kind of the kind of person that needs to save by, from myself. And but you could definitely tell like even that night. <coughs> I was off a little bit, because even Swaggle came up to me that night, and obviously that's the night that Swaggle kind of had his injury stuff too, and, and he came up to me and said, everything's wrong with you tonight. He goes, you're, you look like you're worried, you're nervous, and I remember that because I've never wrestled like that, so that's why it was partly so important to get all the testing done and get results from doctors and figure everything out. And, you know, I pulled back the curtain a little more going into that, coming out of how the go for broke match went with Eric Taylor, you know, you were really ready to have like a star making performance for Eric Taylor that night. Uh, and you know, uh, that also was a additional disappointment. I felt like, yeah, to me, if I can help any of these kids from the school out to get them to that next level, like I arguably think that Josh and me from some party massacre raised Josh Bishop's profile to a point where you could do a lot more with him. And I, I see a lot of like talent in like an Eric Taylor to do that. We had the 20 minute draw, no fans. And I had a lot of people tell me how great the match was. So our thought process was let's go into a match where we're going to tease going to another 20 minute draw and really make Eric. And the disappointment of not being able to give that to him stunk really a lot because obviously we go to the tag match. It's a little bit of a different kind of scenario. So it's not as much, but I'm happy that we were able to at least circle back, get Eric that big match against filthy Tom. Um, and I think that like, he's one of those guys that's ready to break out. When Mikey comes back from his injury, he's going to be ready to break out. So like that, that whole class of kids is doing really well right now. I'll tell you what, Mikey Montgomery needs to fucking uh, come back because I'm sick of him showing up dressed like it's fucking sixth grade picture day. <laughs> you, wait, oh, wait a minute, God, J- Justin Summers. Justin Summers loves the sixth grade picture. Mikey says, says he's the greatest. But here's thing the thing: wait, what, do you, what do you want? Do you want do you want Snuggy Mikey or do you want Picture Day Mikey? I want I want, a, I want wrestler Mikey. You know what I mean? I want a, I, yeah. I don't want any of the other fucking bullshit that comes along with in Mikey Montgomery. Because it's a fucking ton of bullshit. In terms of how he's dressed, it, like at least he's presenting himself much better than showing up in. <laughs> he looks like he's got to go to court, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he does. Uh, that I would believe. Uh, hey, I, I I should say I uh, I didn't give him the shout out, but I hung out with Eric Taylor on Sunday, watching some Browns. Oh. Eric Taylor having shots but, of two percent milk at the bar, man. But <laughs> one of the other things, Thorn too, I think within this whole process is it's hard for me to adjust. It was it was hard for me at first, at least to adjust, um, because like really my doctors didn't clear me to do much of anything at first. Like I couldn't lift, um, I couldn't do jujitsu. So a lot of it was like I'd try to get out of the house on Mondays and Wednesdays to just go watch jujitsu practice and be around people. Uh, but then like the weekends, like I'm not traveling, I'm not with 
all these my friend like my wrestling friends and i would say a solid 90 percent of like the friends i have anymore are from wrestling so like that sucked and it was just there was a lot of things so i preached the pie chart brother well and and dom what's it you know people are are gonna kind of wonder but the the mental side of things the emotional side of things because you're one of the head trainers at the or the head trainer at the aiw academy and you're there you were still training people but unable to you know partake in it and it's and i imagine at this time thoughts are going through your head like man is is this it you don't know if you're gonna be able to wrestle ever again and it's like it's it's too young you're too young for that to have been the case but now you still have to continue showing the these folks what to do well yeah and that's one of the things that john you know when initial diagnoses came down you know he was really good at like calming me down and said like even if for whatever reason you know you can't wrestle anymore um there's a place for you as a teacher at the school there's a place for you to help produce shows all that stuff so uh john did a really good job with that and when it comes to that like it's not fair to those kids for me to shut down and not be a good teacher anymore because there's a chance i might not be able to wrestle because i have enough mental capacity within the wrestling game to help them out um and to still you know foster those kids and help them out and you know throughout all this one of the one of the you know, bigger things for sure was like getting a chance to like see members only kind of mature and fu- and kind of finally get to get them debuted because they've had a very long process, you know, two plus year process in terms of like getting debuted. So like I was able to spend a lot of time really kind of like honing in on those two and like being like, okay, this is what we need to get. We can get you ready and things like that. It's, it's been an interesting, uh, evolution of dom the producer uh as time has gone on it's you have certainly relaxed a bit a bit more that big chair that big chair isn't uh isn't so sought after now is it no but uh i'm more relaxed on shows that we don't film like act or shows that aren't live i'm sorry shows that aren't live Live is a whole different level of stress yeah yeah i'm on i'm on the mics with jerry and then like I got, I got the second gear crew going. You know, ten, fifteen minutes over. Uh, so I'm losing <laughs> overtime crew. That. The, over, the don't hit time crew. That's that's my nickname for them. Um, and then you've got it. Just got so many variables. Whereas like Akron, it's like ah, whatever. Let's let's go. The only thing, the only like stressful parts in Akron are when they're brawling in the crowd. Because the hard thing about this is, and I tell everybody this is gonna brawl before every show usually the cameras are hard lined in like gary or whoever's on that floor cam is hard lined in so brawling in the crowd is very bad for like video because they can't see what it is like for an example thunder rosa gave jocelyn a snap suplex on the floor and it was not caught on the video at all and like that's a terrible bump to have to take for for like maybe the 30 people around in that general vicinity to see while everybody else heard a big thud you know yeah so so like that's the other thing but Producing's been a whole different animal, and it's been, like, really cool. I got a chance to do some production uh, for one of the MLW shows while I was hurt, and, like, that was completely interesting to, like, produce promos and see that and then take some of, like, the lessons I learned from that back to the school to help, like, some of the kids with promos and stuff. Um, Really, like, the Batista bullet point thing is, like, a really good thing for indie promos because I know I've heard Thorne say it before, but, like, three-fourths of the Twitter promos you see – three-fourths of the promos you see from indie wrestlers now are just what we call Twitter promos where it's, like, you could say everything in a tweet that you say in this promo. There's no actual investment into what it is. It's, like, I'm going to fight Johnny Brown Saturday night 
At that the was like armory. that was like a big breakthrough I f- I had at Russell Rager when PME was talking to me about why their stuff isn't clicking, you know, when they put it out. And I said, well, you know, all of your promos are tweets, you know, everything in the majority of independent wrestling promos are just things that could be a tweet when you could be making a promo about anything and making your own story up and, uh, you know, <laughs> like uh, giving a little bit more meat on the bone for whatever the upcoming booking is. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, the, that's a whole other <laughs> discussion. But producer Dom, the uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough job. I mean, absolutely, it's tough. And, you know, I've learned to, unless somebody's not coming. I feel like uh, I don't get as stressed out as you. You and Pedro get way more stressed out than oh. me. I don't know if Absolutely. I'm just desensitized to it at this point. You're you're you're, you're totally. I'm big. I'm still. You know. I I don't know if I'm if I'm you know I've, I've just dealt with it so often, but it's usually like a minor f- freak out. I think, and then it's like okay, we have to we have to move on to the next thing, and we have to keep keep the train rolling you know but live shows are a whole whole other ball of wax you know like akron was kind of such (coughs) such a you know just relief for so many reasons uh wasn't live the crowd was gigantic you know uh less to worry about than you know when we're you know trying to hit times and uh all that other stuff that goes on yeah Absolutely. There you go. So, so Dom, I gotta ask though, are you nervous for this week to return to to, to action? You're not, uh, you know, you're you're not just getting in there with a student. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, there's you are the student. You know, there's no training wheels here. Um, definitely a little nervous. Like, it, it's like it, you're you're definitely like running before you walking. You know what I mean? I am. I am, but it's once again, it was like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, there definitely was, like, you and I talked a little bit about it. Like, there definitely was, like, a FOMO portion of it. Like, when the match got offered to me, it was like, there is definitely a fear of missing out on this match because I don't necessarily think that Suzuki's going to come back over here for an elongated tour, maybe ever again. I mean, he's 52. Um, maybe New Japan does this every year and he gets to do these tours every year, and I'm just like, I could have waited. But I also saw, like, friends of mine, like, getting to wrestle him. And I was like, God, I was like, I really want to do that. So, like I said, when that came up, it was like I had to take it. So, yeah, it's a, definitely a walk-before-you-can-run kind of thing. It'd be like being on the DL for, like, eight games in the M- or eight games in the NFL and, like, coming right back to, like, play, like, the defending Super Bowl champions, like the Chiefs or something. But uh, I definitely am excited to see it. Um, it was definitely, like, weird to have a bunch of people text me, like, last Friday, and they're like, after watching Suzuki wrestle Danielson and like, they're like, Oh, this is great. Like, what are you going to do? I was like, uh, I was like, don't compare me to Brian Danielson <laughs> on my best day. I could never do what Brian Danielson does. The Italian American dragon, not the American yeah. dragon. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a difference so, out there, guys. A, a much bigger difference. And I, I honestly like for my money, like I think Brian Danielson's the best wrestler of my generation. Um, pure wrestling wise. Um, so I'm not gonna be able to do that, but 
uh, if there's definitely like a certain fear because like I don't think Suzuki speaks any English whatsoever, or if he does, it's very broken. So I have to take the like the lessons that Tracy Williams gave me on wrestling Japanese wrestlers in terms of like trying to call with them. You like speak with your hands, kind of like show them how to do it. And I course, mean, something tells me that this guy don't call nothing. You know, I don't think I don't think he does either. So it's just gonna be a lot of body reading and things like that. But um, I don't know, man. I'm truly really excited for it. I'm just excited to at least get back in the ring one last time this year. Um, you know, pending whatever else happens later with my health. So, and it's like, it's, this is a legitimate dream match to me. I explained this to my, I think my sister or something, or my, maybe my mom was my, my mom when they asked me about it because they saw the poster. And I said, this would be like the opportunity for like a normal, like wrestler to wrestle like Hulk Hogan or like, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin to them. Like that's what Suzuki is to like a shoot style wrestler like myself. Like he is like the pinnacle for us. Hell Yeah. And I was shocked to learn a lot of people traveling out. What, uh, Pedro, yeah. So Pedro's making the trip. Uh, yeah, because I was like, "Hey, Pedro, you know, he had, like he is very knowledgeable about the merch and collectibles and what things are worth." And we had Toy Hio, and then we had uh, Great Lakes Geek Fest, and I was like, "Hey, you know, if you want to come, <laughs> sell some of your stuff at these things, and you know, uh, use some of the table space and." Uh, he said, well, you know, I don't know because I'm making the trip to North Dakota or where is it? North or South Dakota? It's it's North Dakota. It's like it's just like a little suburb outside of Fargo. Yeah. So I'm he's familiar. driving to North Dakota. So uh, he says he should just be getting back home on Saturday. <laughs> so he doesn't think he's going to make it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and there's like a big contingent of like the AIW fan base that's going out too. So it should be really cool. Um, it's going to, it kind of, it kind of has an awkward coinciding. Like the Browns play one Thursday game a year and it ends up being the night that I'm wrestling on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but after yesterday, I think everybody's kind of like, oh, well, maybe we can miss that. Or like, we'll just tune in when Dom wrestles and then go back to the Browns. Yeah, it's fair. So as the Browns games computer Dom, I will not be able to watch it in real time because uh, Browns game on a Thursday also means I have to bartend. Uh, so yes, well, I'll be working. IWTV. Yeah, I'll be check. I will be checking it out. Plug it away as soon as I can. Uh, Eric, Eric Timebaum. Remember Eric Tapout? That's a um, <laughs> Eric Eric Timebaum. Eric, uh, yeah. So. It's going to be on IWTV Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. They are, they are on Central time out there, so uh, it will be there. And then also, like, Alex Zane's on the card. My tag team wrestler, Kevin Koo's on the card. Um, Eric Cannon, AIW alumnus, on the card. So I like Eric of, uh, Cannon. He's a good guy. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of good talent on the card. It should be a fun time. Where's Eric Timebomb getting all this cash? That's what I want to know. Sponsors, hustles them sponsors out there. Fuck. I mean, that's the only thing I never have time to do. <laughs> well, that razor was, Sharp's that out there on the streets, though. So that was one thing I... Oh, I, shout out to Razor Sharp. I forgot to give a shout out to Razor Sharp in the shout out section. Oh, he brought me I several gifts. He brought me several gifts that? to Toy Hio. Did I? You said that. Yeah, you just said that. Uh, one thing that I think like... I can never give Razor Sharp too many shout outs. <laughs> one thing that I find interesting talking about like money and hustling and things like that is... I, I, I'm more impressed, like, when I put it in our head, that Akron number that we did, because all the previous Akron shows, you and uh, Redacted would usually go out and flyer the town. Um, but you didn't have time to do that this time, right? Yeah, no, there was a, a no traditional advertising for Akron this past time, uh, which is why I was worried, because 
you know, typically for every Akron show, I mean, I'd go out and, you know, do the old school, hang posters, put flyers out, you know, all that stuff, hit the, you know, hit the local community and uh, just uh, with everything that's been going on and, uh, you know, my job is just taking up way more time than it used to now, you know, it, I just didn't have time and uh, I was really worried about how that was going to go and man, did people fucking come out like I was astonished to be perfectly honest it all it all worked out pretty well i would say uh well gentlemen we are we're about 45 minutes into this thing uh already believe we got a lot of questions in the discord popping i i I just glanced down and went oh boy i don't even know how to answer yeah i don't yeah (laughs) i don't i don't even know why you told them for more questions but uh you know, again, start from the top. Let's take it from the top, baby. Well, let's lead off. We, you know, we talked about Toy Ohio multiple times, but let's lead with Tom Dunn's because it is an interesting question. Uh, how do you rate Toy Ohio as a place to get the word out about AIW to those who aren't quite fans uh, or mainly are a WWE AEW? <coughs> um, so this time, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, uh, because since it was just me, like I pretty much just brought like, uh, AEW figures and like, was just pretty much selling that stuff. I didn't have a lot of, you know, I didn't have the AIW banners. I didn't have a lot of like AIW, you know, like marketing materials or, or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't know, you know what I mean? I think, um, and it's something that actually I talked to Dom about. Uh, and I talked to Rick about in private as well. Like, I think for the next one, it's kind of, you know, maybe back to getting exclusive merchandise printed up, you know what I mean? And things like that. And, um, making a more of an emphasis on promoting AIW because they draw, you know, 1500 people in there. Yeah, it's a lot. You know what I mean? And, uh, we just, uh, these last two times, um, that they had it. <laughs> weren't prepared for different reasons the first time or uh, like in june weren't prepared because that was the first ever dive bar after party in which uh man <laughs> nobody was prepared uh, to wake up at uh, 7 a.m on a saturday morning uh and then this last time um you know i had some aiw stuff but you know it's 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 a lot easier to get that going when it's you know when it's a team of different people coming out and uh, it's prepared for in advance, but, you know, I was coming out of, uh, you know, I, I just got back from, uh, Orlando, uh, <coughs> earlier in the week and it was just a, you know, it was a short week for me at work and, uh, it was tough to get everything together promotional wise mm-hmm. for AIW at Toy Hio. So it was more just kind of like, uh, let me see if I can flip some of these toys and make some money for AIW, <coughs> but you know, I do think that there is a a mutual uh, beneficial relationship there. We just haven't really um, utilized it as much as we could. You know, sure. I, it, if there was a way to do a show in the area or something like that, like that night or, you know what I mean? Or it, it would be hard because, Steve, I don't think you've ever been there, but. It'd be really hard to do it in that room, you know, where they because they take up every fucking possible inch of that place with vendors. Um, but you know, uh, I think there's a lot 
there's a lot more that can be done. I'll, I'll say that. All right. Uh, Scotty Random wants to know. Uh, he wants he wants to know a little bit about the AIW booking process for the average event. Is there an old WCW style committee? Uh, is it like AEW where others are free to submit ideas, but you, John Thorne, get the final say? How far things laid out? Or final decisions made on the show day? And uh, do you have any uh, inspirations from past bookers like Graham, Watts, Dusty, Sullivan, Heyman, Cornette, and all those guys? <laughs> Um, well, so it's a little bit, uh, of everything. Yeah. Honestly, um, with me kind of having the final say and putting different things together, how, how it's been going, um, (laughs) is, you know, uh, even if it is nothing that we go with, I just say, Hey Dom, give me a shell. And Dom will come up with a shell of X amount of matches. And then I kind of, I need to like visualize things. So I need to see it. Right. So when I see the names and the different things and the different combinations, um, I then kind of like can copy and paste that into either, you know, like uh, a Google doc or my, my notepad. And then at that point, it's just kind of like something to stimulate my brain. And I would say nine times out of ten, none of those matches happen if for the most part yeah. uh, for various reasons. And then, you know, on Dom's perspective, he gets to see why I argue against whatever he presented, you know. Um, and then sometimes then I will take my shell that I come up with after that and I'll present it to a group and then I'll get input from from others uh, like Steve and other people on the roster. And then some people will provide their input on that. And then I will start maneuvering the pieces around sort of Um, as far as inspiration or whatever. I mean, you have to take a little bit from everybody, you know, I, and uh, I didn't, I didn't hear Vincent Kennedy McMahon on that, on that list. You know, he's definitely an inspiration, you know, (laughs) like you have to take, you you have to take a little bit of that WWF. You uh, obviously there's a large ECW influence, um, and that shows whenever there's a big surprise or an un- unannounced thing or um, what I call people play special teams uh, when there is a big run in or something that uh, adds more to a later show that is kind of my ECW influence, but also, you know, uh, some WWE influence there. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, some of those old school bookers, you know, logical bookers, you know, like, uh, I know a lot of people hate them, but you know, Jim Cornette inspires a lot of logic sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, there are, uh, you could take something from everybody that's booked some sort of successful, um, company or whatever uh but i would say probably you know gun to my head it's uh you know an ecw paul Heyman influence over most things you know and i i think that shows with how the shows are laid out with a little bit of everything from you know your your violence to your technical wrestling to your high flying i mean i think that is that is really what the ecw formula was 
and uh, you know that's really what we try to apply for the most part. Um, you know, and other people uh, t- people present ideas to me all the time. You know, and I, I try to if I think I can make them work, I, I try to implement them or. If it's something that I think, you know, doesn't work for whatever's going on at the moment, I, I tell them why I don't think it's going to work. There you go. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, Hopefully that wasn't vague enough. <laughs> if there's ever if there's ever a chain, understand that that is 100% inspired by Memphis, though. Yeah, there's all sorts of weird Memphis things. And, you know, you can't you have to take from everybody. You know, you can't. Just say I'm gonna listen to what uh, Jim Cornette says, or I'm gonna do what what WWE does, or I'm gonna do what ECW did. You know, you have to take a little bit from everybody and try to apply it for to what you're presenting and make it make the most sense. You can't. And uh, one thing that I'll say is you can't treat any of these people like it is the gospel. You know what I mean? Like there are sure. right things and wrong things, and you gotta uh, kind of weed through all that. To, to make it make sense. Uh, this next one is kind of a uh, throw two questions together because they do kind of go hand in hand and they attempted to from big Dan 88 and Scott random here in the discord. Uh, the goals for AIW's 2022 and where do you see AIW in the next three to five years? Um, goals for 2022 would be to Ex- get a regular schedule, yeah. you know, and, and just uh, get back to our, you know, 10, 15, whatever shows next year and um, get the, you know, get the crowds back up, not only in Akron, but in Cleveland and (coughs) continue, you know, that Uh, as far as a a long term goal, three to five years, I just uh, existing is really the goal. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. You know, I have no, it sounds bad. I have no desire to be on top. You know what I mean? That sounds bad, but. Uh, you know, I just think it's, uh, it's good to kind of float around there and, uh, have a good fan base, but, you know, I, I don't plan to, uh, you know, travel every weekend or any of that. You know, I, I have the, uh, the field of dreams, build it and they will come sort of mindset. You know, I, I just want to do shows in Northeast Ohio, uh, maybe travel around, you know, to some driving distance areas, Mm. uh, but you know you're 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 never going to uh, you're never going to be the consider the top thing if you're not traveling and doing all these different things. You know it's just that does not work for my lifestyle. Uh, so in in three to five years, I just hope we continue to be putting on great entertaining shows to you know in the Northeast Ohio area and drawing fans in from from wherever. You know that's that's really the goal. Sure. I would say from the standpoint, too, is, you know, we look three to five years down the road um, as the AIW Academy gets the graduate list gets larger. Right. Uh, I think it would be great to see guys move on, you know, more people popping up in televised places that you can point at and say, oh, my gosh, these are AIW guys. And, uh, you know, and, and that is kind of what, what builds us. And so the people are now coming to AIW more than ever before because they see people and, and they find out, oh, shit, okay. That happens sometimes. Sometimes it yeah. doesn't, you know. But, like, you know, I, I do think our reputation somewhat it does carry equity with, 
new fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, you know, I just want to do, I, I just want to continue to do shows, have a self-sufficient uh, business model. I don't have these grandiose plans, honestly. And, you know, maybe that uh, is the wrong mindset, but uh, I always kind of try to live in a realistic mindset and maintain uh, a, a good foot planted in reality. And uh, I just know with, uh, where my life is at that's you know that's the way it needs to be you know i i can't uh i can't really do too too much else outside of ohio you know um i have a job and yeah. it's just it's tough to uh it's it's tough to to plan around that but uh i i think you know really the goal is you know 15 shows next year ish hopefully do and expand, you know what I mean? Expand the Akron dates. Um, get a consistent schedule at the Winchester for development. And uh, get the Odeon back to where it was pre-COVID as far as capacity. And, you know, maybe I'll grow the Odeon. I don't know. Um, our next question, eh, we've answered a little bit um, today and previously, but coming from Jack... Uh, Jefferson North Canton shows being a hit. Will there be more shows in those places in 2022? Um, well, you know, uh, specifically Jefferson or Ashtabula, you know, we were kind of brought in by an organization. Um, I would like to do more in different cities throughout Ohio, obviously. Um, but you know, we need to, it needs to make sense. You know, when you have, when, uh, essentially, you know, the great lakes Russell fests acted as the promoter, you know, and, and brought us in kind of on a different deal. So that made it a little bit easier to jump in, you know, feet first uh, on that and, uh, you know, do something in that area. Um, and you know, we've had other, bites on that you know there's um i got a call about columbus earlier uh this week you know um there's different things that could happen that make it uh, a lot more manageable for us you know but uh, like i said you know just uh, where we are business wise you know we can't just be dropping everything and going and doing shows wherever we want right. uh because you know uh, especially like in an area like Jefferson, you don't know if that's going to hit or not. You know, that is a very rural, small area that you're pulling from. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, it has to make sense and every, you know, uh, no deal is a bad deal, but, um, you know, from my perspective, I'm going to pros and cons everything. I'm just an overthinker like that. Uh, so yeah, I would like to do more in, in areas like Jefferson. Um, but you know, we have to get the pandemic under control and, you know, everything else kind of, uh, I, I want Cleveland to be, you know, healthy and thriving again before we really start looking at some of these other markets. Yeah. And, and with North can thing is once again, a lot like the Jefferson show. That's a, that was a bot show. You know, we were brought in to do entertainment for the day. So it's one of those things that maybe that's a market, but we're kind of already in that North Canton market as literally you jump on 77 and the Tadmore Shrine's 10 minutes away from where we ran the last set of shows. So I think that, the, like, while they have signed on to have us next year, I think that more Canton slash Akron expansion is probably not necessarily 
going to be something we're going to look into. But then at that rate, if you're running multiple shows in a 10 to 20-minute radius, you start to kind of cannibalize yourself. There you go. Great answer, Dom. The man on all things North Canton right there. Uh, all right, A-Rose. Here you go, dude. The story behind booking <laughs> Nick Nemeth. Uh, yes, I am here to show the world I'm the king of Cleveland comedy. But uh, you need to come to the shows, A-Rose. How about that? And uh, here's this. Here's the story, A-Rose. I, I met Nick Nemeth years years ago, maybe 10, 10 years ago, uh, when I was with a, a buddy of mine who wrestles or interviews wrestlers and uh it was prior to my time at aiw nick of course as we've talked about here comes to aiw shows his brother ryan has been on aiw shows uh and then a few years ago i did their show at the improv um we all hung out ryan has been on a comedy show or two of mine that i've done in cleveland since then and uh we just couldn't make it work with nick but uh we were planning to do a show in 2020, we already had a date locked in. Obviously, we know what happened with 2020. And then as we looked into 2021, um, he you know, wants to maybe launch his uh, solo touring comedy stuff again. He's been doing some dates with Mick Foley. Um, but uh, we thought, you know, what if we really, if he really launches the solo thing in Cleveland? And I said, hey, November, we do the festival. You want to do that? And I'll build around whatever date we come up with. And he said, yeah. Uh, and it was just it was just easy text messaging, man. Just, uh, you know, guys I've met, had a good relationship, good rapport with, and we continue that. And th- that was it. It was a simple text message. No huge story. Uh, he's been on my happy hour show, so uh, we have a good relationship there. And I will say that prior to AEW, uh, we picked this date before knowing the pay-per-view date, obviously. This date was set months and months and months ago. Um, so Ryan Nemeth was supposed to also be at this show. And uh, that remains to be seen. But you never know. Just throwing that out there. Uh, also, A-Rose wants to know, thoughts on Battle Bowl type event for AIW? And there's uh, a backstory here. We've done this before, though. <laughs> So we've done a few battle bowls and way years, 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 years ago. Um, <coughs> before Go for Broke was developed um, in 2020, the Jaylet weekend uh, was going to the day show was going to be the Biggins Bowl, and it was going to be a battle bowl show uh, in place of you know that the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament. Uh, it was going to be the Biggins Bowl, and uh, it still may happen. Um, you know, it's just uh, right now, you know, uh, when we developed Go for Broke, it was, you know, the logical conclusion was going to be the the uh, eight-person tournament with the, you know, the playoff, the two playoff things. Um, so, I don't know, uh, as I said, as we book more dates and get, back to a regular schedule um some of those kind of extra shows that we pick up or those winchester dates that we pick up that's where something like that could fall and be something uh special on one of those places as opposed to our you know regular schedule with marquee events um i would like to do that you know at at one of these new markets or 
<coughs> at a uh, Winchester show once we get that schedule rolling again. Um, interesting final question here from A Rose, at least in this grouping of the A Rose questions. Uh, but it's nice because both you, Dom, and John are here with this question. Uh, what's the process of deciding when a student debuts at a show whether that student will be a heel or babyface? I'll let Dom jump in here. Um, it kind of matters on like uh, character-based stuff because chances are when these kids debut, they're going to end up de facto as babyfaces at least right off the rip because they're going to sell tickets to their family. So it's not like... West Barkley is going to sell 75 tickets to the Barkley Nation and say, hey, make sure when I come out, you boo me. So a lot of that is. But then sometimes it comes down to what is their kind of alignment going to be. It matters on the character. Um, you kind of knew that, like, the Bitcoin boys, we were going to make them turn heel, you know, to kind of go with the Duke. And, like, Eric Taylor is, like, a good-looking kid who can be cocky, so it makes sense for him to be a heel. Um, it makes more sense for Chuck Stone to kind of be the everyman Dusty Rhodes type uh, the burger loving badass type that is a babe that's a babyface fan favorite type. So it kind of we, we look into that and like what are these characters gonna be? Um, Doctor Dan, like uh, rest in peace, you know, to wherever he's at these days. Like his character was made to be a heel off the rip. He was never gonna get cheered. Um, Gary the King Baller was always gonna be a babyface. Um, it's just it matters on you know what the character calls for more than anything. Yeah, and it really matters on what they are trying to present. Um, You know, uh, throughout the creative process at the school, you know, some people present as a heel. You know, they want to be a heel. They want to do X, Y, and Z. Um, So it it really depends, but uh, it takes a few shows for all of that to evolve, you know, because everybody that debuts is a baby face and cheered. Uh, and then the dust settles or the crowd makes a decision, um, after kind of the honeymoon phase is over. And then, you know, we adjust from there. Uh, good question here from butters. And, uh, I'm going to utilize it because our friend, uh, Jeremy, who takes care of us, also kind of has one that goes with this. Uh, the intense title has bounced around from being a mid-card title for guys on the way up and more recently used as more of a hardcore title with intense rules. What is the intense title to you? And a follow-up to that, will we ever see the titles split up again? Um, To me, it has uh, always kind of been the intercontinental title of AIW. Um, the hardcore thing was never like an official, hey, this is what happens with this belt. I mean, it kind of took that life on because that's just how Matt Justice wrestles. And then it kind of bounced back and forth with him and Bishop. And then that evolved <coughs> into the the absolute title feud when the titles were um, somewhat unified, I guess. Uh, but that was never really the thing. It was really more about how Justice wrestled, and then Bishop wrestled, and then uh, that transitioned into the absolute title feud. Um, so to me, it's always the, you know, the the workhorse title or whatever you want to call it, you know, the mid-card title. Um, but uh, as far as separating them, obviously, it's going to have to happen at some point. Um, 
but you know uh we're just not there yet you know and uh, obviously the pandemic really you know stalled that mm-hmm. um you know it seems like they've been unified forever but they you know if you really broke it down i mean i bet you they've been unified for under 10 shows yeah <laughs> probably yeah um so you know uh there's really no plan for it yet but i something's going to happen at some point when it makes sense but uh you know from my standpoint i just think visually um when the guy is holding two belts up it just looks impressive it reminds me of uh you know like the the triple crown in japan and you know you always saw those photos uh in the magazines uh so right now we're just kind of rolling with that and uh you know eventually we will have to separate it and that comes with you know more shows and more story development and all those things that we haven't had really uh hell on earth question here will pco be doing a meet and greet uh i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) i I have no idea sometimes he goes out sometimes he doesn't go out Um, there's no no structured meet and greet um presented i haven't discussed one with him i'll say that okay um i haven't discussed one officially with him all right. I would think he will, though, because he's going to a convention the next day, so I think he's prepared to meet some people. Oh, there you go. Uh, man, we got we got a bunch more. I don't know how long you want this to go right now. Uh, let's do it, man. Come on. Okay. Uh, we get you can't you can't ask for questions and then not answer them. Then we, you know what I mean. We get this question every single year around this time, but now there's a new one out. So, John Thorne, your top three Halloween the franchise films. Um, I mean, Halloween one. Well, this, see, this is kind of a jackpot question because the franchise like retcons and does all these things. Uh, some are not recognized, but uh, if you include the whole, all of them, every single one, no retconning, you know, <clears throat> obviously you have to go one. Uh, I really like um, H2O. And I would go with uh, Halloween 2018 as the top three, with Halloween 3 as an honorable mention. All right. There you go. The, the new one is pretty good, which I, I will say everybody wanted to talk to me about that at Toy Hio. So that's a podcast for a whole other day. You should have charged them. I should have charged them because I talked a lot about fucking Halloween kills at Toy Hio. Uh, top three Friday the 13th characters. Oh God! Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Tommy Jarvis from Part Six, Reggie the Reckless from Part Five, and uh, Julius from Jason Takes Manhattan. All right. Uh, Shout out to Mans Warner. He was just uh, tweeting about Julius. Uh, this is a uh, this is a good one, kind of for everybody here. The favorite AIW Hell on Earth moments. Um, you know it's that is a tough one because things just like leave my mind like that. It's always yeah. you know, uh, you know, unpopular opinion, uh, persona non grata these days. But uh, 
Hell on Earth 3 when I wrestled Drake Younger on the Necro Butcher like always sticks out in my mind because that was just like a terrifying day for me uh, because uh, just that moment in time uh, AIW had kind of split up into two companies and there was a competing company that grew out of AIW mm-hmm. um, and uh, just for the sake of trying to compete with them and stand out with them we decided to do this death match and put myself right in the middle of it because i knew that i wouldn't have to pay myself and you have to pay people quite a bit more money to do a death match you know right uh and i knew if i put myself in the middle of it then all of my friends would come and pay to see it so uh i didn't really want to do it but that one always stands out in my mind because that kind of, you know, and there's been ups and downs throughout the years, but at that time, that kind of, you know, started moving us apart from that whole thing, you know, and um, we were kind of drawing in the, the, the local fans at that time based on doing that match and it kind of, I, I think... You know, that reputation kind of followed me forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, that one always kind of stands out. I mean, there's been, I mean, I don't know, 14 other <laughs> Hell on Earths. You know, the yeah. other big one is probably the last one we did because it is the most uh, profitable uh, money-drawing event that we ever did, uh, Hell on Earth 14 we also, with Kevin Nash. We had the cash in during that Hell on Earth. Right. Um, you know, that was that was a good moment. We had uh LA Park, La Parca one year. That was a That was a weird that was a weird that one. That was a weird one. But there was a um, a really awesome Eddie Kingston hot sauce Tracy Williams match that show. Uh and I believe uh Hell on Earth eight, I could be totally wrong. Um where Eric Ryan just bleeds buckets all over Turner's Hall, like lost the ungodly amount of blood. I think his blood is still on the walls at certain parts parts of that building. Um, that's another one that really sticks out. I mean, there's, there's a lot, but it's hard for me to like, remember that stuff. I'm really like, it just leaves my brain. Cause I'm always thinking about the next thing. I'm not thinking about the last thing, you know? Yeah. Dom, do you have any uh, Hell on Earth moments? Maybe Hell on Earth 13? Was that a big one for you? Was that, is that ZSJ? Uh, no, that's uh, Ethan Page. Uh, that one that one is actually like one of my like, low-key favorite matches I had is with Ethan Page. Um, that was like, I think, we thought it might be an oil and water mixing when we kind of booked it, but overall it ended up being like a really great match and Honestly, probably one of my favorite matches. And if that is not not mistaken, isn't that the match where we recited the pre and post game prayers? Uh, I believe that that is it. <laughs> so that 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 one's there. Yeah, Hell on Earth is actually probably one of my favorite events because then also we have the Zack Saber Junior match, which was probably Hell on Earth twelve. Then if that one you're discussing is thirteen, so yeah, Hell on Earth is like one of my favorite shows of the year. It's always special. It's kind of like I'm I'm like a big Survivor Series guy, and since Hell on Earth is in November. It reminds me of Survivor Series, so it's like cool in that. Regard. Little interesting, a little interesting fact that uh, I don't know if it was ever discussed in this podcast, uh-huh. but 
the Hell on Earth event was actually initially supposed to be called Devil's Night, and it was going to be on Devil's Night, you know, like from the movie The Crow. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever day of the week it was in, in 2005, uh, that was going to be a show day uh, at Peabody's, and then something happened. Uh, they took all the dates away from us because uh, the rude boy uh, of uh, psychopathic ICP fame uh, him and the Thrubly had this wild, bloody brawl, and they like bled all over the liquor bottles oh, right. behind the bar and um, puked like everywhere. Uh, and people uh, that were kind of uh, not getting along, that were competing with AIW locally, called the health department uh, on the venue, right? And um, they came in and they found blood on liquor bottles right that were still for sale uh so peabody's took the dates took all of our dates off the books so we lost the devil's night show and uh we booked the beachland ballroom in a few weeks later in november and uh we had no idea what to name it and this is like this is the god's honest like truth about how hell on earth got the name is do you remember like Back in the day when there was the preview channel, right? Yeah. Like, you know how, like, they, when people actually watch TV, like, there'd be a preview channel, and, you know, it'd say, like, this movie's on TV, or, um, you know what I mean? Like, it just would scroll randomly. Mm-hmm. So, it scrolled by, and it said, Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. And I just said, hey, let's just call the show Hell on Earth. <laughs> and that was it. There you go. That, that, that was, like, we just said, okay, we're at the Beachland Brawl Room on November, whatever the date was, Hell on Earth. And then it was never planned to be like this big every year marquee thing. And it just ended up that way. Uh, Hell on Earth 12 also gave us uh, the wonderful opener of Mike Tolar versus Hot Young Briley. And uh, the, that was booked at a bar, the night before thanksgiving and uh a match that will forever live in infamy also uh hell on earth 12 i think i think you know uh involved a certain animal space from, monkey yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had high hopes for that one yeah <laughs> let me ask you uh as I'm, I'm looking back at these and i went to this and i'm just trying to remember how it was, but uh, Hell on Earth 10, dog collar match, Eddie and, and Ethan Page. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that's another standout one. Yeah, Alex Alex Shelley, as I'm looking through, uh, even though he was gone for a few years there, uh, quite a he's few bopped, Hell on he, Earth. He's bopped in and out over the years. Yeah, but, but quite a few Hell on Earth appearances. Uh, but all these, all these are very good, for the most part, cards. Uh, all right, moving on here, because, boy, this is a long one. Uh, Sorry, people like the length, you know. Yeah. How does the come on, a Rose? How does the Cleveland mayoral race affect AIW? I have no idea. That's it. I, I knew that. The, I thought that might be your answer. <laughs> I don't know what the policies are. <laughs> Do you know who's running for the mayor? Uh, yeah, because I actually my address is Cleveland. Okay. So I I've been getting some mailers in the mail. Um, with the Tadmore Shrine becoming more expensive. Uh, is Maslin the next expansion area south for AIW? 
I don't know anything about the, that geography there, so I'll throw this one Dom's way. You'll throw it to the uh, director of Star County Development. Um, maybe, possibly, I know that um, Smoke and Jays mm-hmm. has a very vested interest in us running the Maslin area. Um, then user just at a premium. I will. I, I will say that um, I do know that much is uh, where Smoke and Jays is located. If they stay in business and build up a customer base, they are attached to some sort of venue space. Yeah. And they are hopeful that we will do a show there to kind of complement their business. Uh, that's the only thing I know about Maslin. I don't know geographically, though, where it's at. <laughs> and it's that, I'll give it back to Dom to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so... It's a little, it's a little further away from the Akron area, uh, but it would be a better kind of sell for like some of the southern-based fans that come up. Um, it's just kind of a, it's kind of off in this in the way. It would, like I said, it would come to finding a perfect venue. I know that we used to have, or there used to be like pretty good feds area out of Maslin, but I'm around Stark County mostly every day for my day job, um, and I just don't necessarily know if I could find a good venue per se that would have us and that would work with everything um but stay tuned it could always work out uh how open would you be to running niles and youngstown area if a venue was available um i'd be pretty open to that you know uh something in conjunction with toy Hio. you know we did uh a few shows if you look deep back into the uh aw history books we did a few shows in the akron and austintown area I think maybe four or five shows. Um, there's been sporadic companies that popped up here and there in the area. Um, it just has it just <laughs> it just has to make sense, you know. Like everything else, uh, I would love to do something in conjunction with the Toy Ohio weekend, though. I think that would be what makes the most sense. Um, when we did uh, when AJ Styles did AIW, it was in the Youngstown area. Oh, well, there you go. It's some um, one of those venues, but uh, yeah, you know, like uh, and at that time we had people based in Youngstown that were attending Youngstown State University, so it was an easy kind of built-in draw. You know what I mean? Like, sure, stuff. It, stuff just needs to make sense. I, I, I'm definitely open to it. Um, but yeah, you know. We'll see. And I know he had uh, his follow up was uh, off record about a venue that had wrestling there. No, it has not been contacted as of yet. Uh, I thought it was kind of a bad place to do shows because <laughs> there was no way to charge people. Other <laughs> <laughs> um, well, questions here. Oh, Goldhorn Brewery. Any. So any conversations? Uh, I talked to them. I talked to them. And they have like a new event person. The the girl that we dealt with before is no longer there. Um, and the new person has like no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, and said that they put like pinball machines in that room that we did the show. Oh. Um, so I think that's out unless, you know, somebody actually goes in there and looks at it and sees if it can be done. Um, but yeah, they, you know, it's like they they went with one of those like more traditional like wedding like event booker type people that are 
you know, uh, not talking the same language. You know, it's just like two different, completely different mindsets. Sure. Uh, when you're, you know, a, a banquet booker as opposed to, an, a, you know, a like live event entertainment booker. It's just like uh, just two totally different uh, frames of, of mind that, you know, this lady wanted me to keep calling her. And uh, I just I didn't because she said that that room wasn't available anyway. She didn't understand what we were trying to do. All right. Um, are we going to see Isaiah Broner on a main show soon? Um, you know, that's uh, to be determined. Um, you know, I thought he did well at the Winchester event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just uh, you got to wait and see um, sort of thing. I would like to see some more development from him and, you know, not rush him to being on shows without a, a proper place. Okay. Uh, that is it for the questions. Um, I, I do want to toss out, I missed this in the shout out segment. Shout out to AIW student Austin. Uh, got engaged over the weekend. Yeah. That's a big deal. So sorry I didn't. In front of the Cleveland sign. Yeah, sorry I didn't get that uh, earlier in the shout out segment, Austin. You're gonna have to listen to this show all the way through to find out that you did get the shout out, buddy. But uh, that's a big deal. That's pretty cool. Good for him. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Those are the questions. Uh, we we have a Hell on Earth after party lined up. More details to come. I can tell you that much. And what else do we need to, to get out to people right now? It's about it, right? Anything, anything just, you guys want to uh, throw out there? No, uh, come check out our panel at Great Lakes Geek Fest this Saturday at 1 p.m. There you go. That's all I got. I have nothing. I have nothing else to, to plug. We already we already plugged the show for me on Thursday yep. at the Geek Fest. I have a new shirt out. If you guys want to come grab one of those, uh, our boy Larry over there at Lotus Printing hooking me up as always uh, with a good design off of an old uh, Taz shirt that I uh, had drawn for me. So there you go. Support Dominic Garini. Get his get his T-shirt, new T-shirt should say. That's exciting stuff. Uh, support me and my endeavors. Come watch a show during the course of the Cleveland Comedy Festival. ClevelandComedyFestival.com slash festival for a list of all the shows, times, and tickets. And, uh, of course, Hell on Earth. Tickets are still available. They are moving. Uh, Go to shop.aiwrestling.com to purchase those. And other than that, that's all we got this week. So that's all I have to say for... Dominic Garini for AIW owner John Thorne. My name's Steve Guy. We will talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change.